that I was going to redacted a referee. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Football Absurdity Podcast. My name is Jeff Crisco. I'm here with my co-host, Big Daddy Ranks, Walker Kelly. Walker, how is your Wednesday going? Oh, it's going great. You know, I'm uh, I'm in an undisclosed location. That's uh, right. Walker's are... in the bunker. <laughs> we we are uh, we're ready to go. Uh, it's time to it's time to get get moving. Yeah, Broncos country. Let's ride. I just came up with that. Nobody's ever said that before. That's, All right. That's correct. <laughs> so what we do on the Wednesday episode is we go over Walker's ranks. You can find Walker's ranks at footballabsurdity.com. Uh, there's a button at the top of each page. Also, in the description to this episode, you will also find the podcast, um, the uh, rankings notes. Uh, we also go over Thursday Night Football, Starter Sit, and we do uh, some sicko stashes and some sneaky farts. And Walker, I have no sicko stashes this week. It is just Walker. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Just, just Walker sicko stashes. So let's get started with Thursday night football. If you hear my dogs barking in the background, uh, they've been doing that all day because Amazon is in uh, extra delivery season. So they have been going haywire. All right. Um, so uh, Thursday night football, we've got uh, uh, Jags at Jets. Uh, everybody is like, oh, boy, the weather is going to be frightful. Um, it's going to be awful. It's going to be rainy. It's going to be cold. It's going to be windy. Uh, the over under is 37 jets point and a half favorites. And it looks like you've kind of accounted for that. Everybody kind of got dragged down just a little bit. Uh, for the most part. Yeah. I mean, I, I have a lot of guys as like fringe starts or wide receiver twos, you know, that type of thing. Um, you know, it's, for example, you know, it's tough not to start Christian Kirk or Garrett Wilson because yeah. they've been so good all season for you, mm-hmm. but it's uh, it's tough to expect a top 12 week out of them. So they're both in the, you know, Christian Kirk's at 13 and Garrett Wilson at 16. Um, you know, Evan Ingram is top five, but that's just because he's been getting so many targets lately and the matchup is not scary. Um, but yeah, it's... I, I wouldn't expect it to be a super fun game. I, I think maybe the overall hit just barely. Yeah, it's I, I expect it to be the over will hit, but there's going to be like defensive touchdowns. That's fair. Yeah, it's not going to be a great game for the offense. And yeah, uh, Evan Ingram, I would start any tight end that had 25 targets in the last two weeks. Even yep. Evan Ingram. <laughs> yep, sounds, sounds about right to me. Yeah, so you've got Trevor Lawrence at seven. He's your start in this game. Quarterback uh, sit is Zach Wilson. Trevor Lawrence has just been on fire lately. But, um, you know, I wrote about this equal parts matchup and weather. It's like he's a decent start, but not the best. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to rank him any lower. He's actually my toughest rank as well this week at quarterback. Um, it, it's it's tough to, to to put him in a certain spot right now because he's, you know, he's been a top five quarterback the last month. Um, you know, Jared Goff just threw for 250 yards and a touchdown against the Jets on the road. So Trevor Lawrence is a pretty significantly better player than Jared Goff. Um, I, you would think, you know, just, just on paper, he'd be a fringe top five guy. You know, I have Geno Smith at five, but like without the weather, I could see Trevor Lawrence being a better play than Geno Smith or Lamar Jackson this week, but it's too many factors to make him like a smash play, but I think he's still a good play. Yeah, and I think uh, one of the things that benefits Trevor Lawrence this week is uh, a lot of quarterbacks are running into trouble with with Sauce Gardner. Uh, We saw Mm. what the Lions did last week. They gave him the Richard Sherman treatment. I think they actually said that where they just said, all right, DJ Chark, you're sacrificed. You're going to have Sauce Gardner the whole game. And Mm. you can do that if you have multiple good receivers, which the Jags have and uh, Christian Kirk and Zay Jones and even Marvin Jones and Mm. Evan Ingram. They have a lot that can still buoy trevor lawrence's uh production so i agree trevor lawrence good start i also agree zach wilson is terrible he's a bad football player and Mm -hmm. you should not start him that's correct (laughs) all right um let's get into these running backs because none of them are recommended starts this week zonovan knight and michael carter are 25 and 36 respectively let's start with the jets guys so um you're predicting a bounce back from last week from zonovan knight because he was bottled up by the lions defense 
Yeah, the Lions defense is extremely good against the run the last two months. Um, Jaguars defense pretty middling against the run, so I would expect Knight to get back on track to a degree. I, I think that, uh, you know, touchdown is iffy, but he should get enough touches that he's in the 20 to 30 range. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Carter should catch a few passes here or there, um, but not a huge role. Um, mostly matchup based that he's even at 36. Uh, you know, a lot of weeks he'll end up in the 40 to 45 range with, with his current role. So um, not a recommended flex. He's right on the edge of that, um, especially as a Thursday night player. I think uh, it, you'd be wise to find a better option. Yeah, especially because, um, you know, last year Zach Wilson came in and Michael Carter's, I'm sorry, when Zach Wilson went out, Michael Carter's targets went up. And then he came back in and they all dried up. So it's one of those things where it's semi-predictable. He just doesn't throw to running backs. Um, And with Zonovan Knight, we can say not to worry about this because we told you last week was going to happen. We literally were like, Zonovan Knight is going to get killed by the Lions defense. Yeah, we we did. We we said it. Uh, You should have listened. You should have listened, folks. And then Travis Etienne, you have at 27, uh, tumbling down the ranks. A guy that was a fringe RB1 to start the year. Um, You know, he's been scuffling lately. So what... uh, what has you rolling with him so so low this week? Is it the matchup? Is it what he's been doing recently? Is it a mix of both? Because he had a good game last week. Yeah, I mean, he, he's just overall not been consistent. Um, mm-hmm. and, and he's only averaging, um, I believe, about 11.5 points per game. Uh, he's playing a team that is pretty tough against running backs. It's not going to be good weather. It's not going to be a very high-scoring game, most likely. Um, I just think that, you know... It, if you've got Travis Etienne, you're probably going to play him. But mm-hmm. if, you know, say you have Jarek McKinnon, I would rather play Jarek McKinnon over him. Um, you know, I would rather play Rashad White over him. So I, I think that uh, y- there's situations where you'd be benching Etienne this week, and I don't think it would be a bad move, you know. Not that his role is bad or anything. It's just mm-hmm. it hasn't been consistently leading to fantasy points, and they tend to throw the ball a lot, even in the red zone. So, um, you know, his chances of getting in the end zone are not as high as other running backs with big roles. Yeah, I've noticed as as the other offensive weapons have rounded into shape, mostly Zay Jones and Evan Ingram, Travis Etienne has kind of stepped into the background a little bit. He's still a good football player. His utilization is just a little wonky. So let me ask you a question. Who would you rather flex? Michael, I'm sorry, Travis Etienne, who you have at 27, or Zay Jones, who you have at wide receiver 27? Uh... I think I would rather go with ETN. I, I know he'll get the touches. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas with Zay, it the Jets are good against running backs, but they're really good against receivers. And I, I would just, I, I think the guaranteed volume with ETN is safer than it would be with, with Zay Jones. I do have Zay as a sneaky start because mm-hmm. he was the best option. Um, and he's still a guy that, despite his recent performances, isn't somebody you'd necessarily expect to be in a position where he could be a starter, but I, I definitely understand finding an, a different option this week. Yeah, I'm actually, I actually feel good about Zay Jones this week. Um, I had him as a must start this week. So we found the week where I am higher on Zay Jones than you are. He's just running so hot um, and he's been doing it against, um, you know, the, if he gets sauced, you know, it, so be it. But He's been going up against like Trayvon Diggs, Jeff Okuda, and Marcus Peters have been the guy guarding him in his hot streak three of the last four games. So unless he gets killed by weather, I mean, I think he'll continue to do fine. You know, uh, I probably, if I had ranks, would have him 22-ish, somewhere in there. Sure. I, I feel good about him a little bit more than you do this week. So, of course, uh, much like Daryl Williams, whenever I buy into the thing Walker's saying, that's when it all falls apart. <laughs> when, right. wa- when walker abandons the guy and i'm like no walker he's good that's what it all falls apart so um the other receivers in this game we kind of talked about christian kirk garrett wilson um 13 and 16 i would consider those to be must start ranks both of those guys yeah i i don't think that you can pull those guys out of your lineup i know that the matchups aren't great i understand that the uh um the situation isn't good for garrett wilson in terms of quarterback but he still played well last week. Uh, three of his last four games with Zach Wilson at quarterback, he's had double-digit fantasy points. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I think he's good enough to overcome the fact that his quarterback stinks. 
Yeah, some some receivers are just good enough to overcome their quarterback just being garbage. So uh, Garrett Wilson seems to be that dude. And um, yeah, uh, I'm double checking your wide receivers because I do have one question. You have not talked about him here. Um, Hollywood Brown, you have between Christian Kirk and Garrett Wilson. Now, you did these ranks before it was announced that Colt McCoy was out for the week. So are you going to move him down or you still feel OK with him with uh, McSorley? No, I, I was... Uh, projecting McSorley to be the starter. Okay, so I just wanted to make sure people knew that that was that was the case. So you still feel good about Hollywood Brown? Uh, you have him at 14th this week, but you know these other two guys in this game pretty much must starts. We already talked about Evan Ingram. Don't start Tyler Conklin. Just don't do it. No, not with Zach Wilson. You can't do it. No, and we saw the downfall of starting Tyler Conklin last week. Right against a, in a really good tight end matchup, CJ has almost scored two touchdowns and yeah, exactly. Match. I mean, it, it's just not predictable enough right now. Yeah, uh, Zach Wilson sucks, so it drags the whole offense down. Correct. All right, so um, not interested in any ancillary pieces. I can't even think of an ancillary piece in this game. Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, don't do it. I think this is going to be a game with like. 45 combined pass attempts because it's going to be such a slog so don't uh, don't try to find down line stuff yeah yeah because there, there's not going to be enough throwing for marvin jones or Corey davis to you know get enough targets to be relevant exactly so um uh i was going to make a joke about daryl henderson but i forgot they cut him <laughs> yeah all right, Walker, let's get into the sicko stashes this week. So uh, if this is your first episode, what the sicko stashes are, are real sicko stuff. They're uh, guys rostered in 5% or fewer of leagues that we just say, hey, uh, you might want to stash these guys in case they have a breakout because then, uh, you know, uh, it is it, you could uh, make a profit on it um, without even having to work all that hard. So uh, I do not have any sicko stashes this week. I was I was a good boy. Uh, no, no, no sickoness in my in my life this week. Um, but Walker, you have a five percent quarterback, and um, there's only two five percent quarterbacks. And is it Davis Mills at Tennessee? Yes, it is. Davis Mills, baby, let's go. Let's go. Let's uh, go. Yeah, uh, throat goat, neck god, Davis Mills, <laughs> uh, going up against a beatable pass defense. Um, Mills is also one of my three quarterbacks I'm higher on this week, uh, just because I had to throw somebody in there. Yeah. Um, my quarterback rankings in terms of, uh, for the most part, I had a few guys that I was obviously lower on, but I didn't really have anybody I was obviously higher on. So it's, I, I'm, I'm pushing the limit a little bit there, but, um, yeah, Mills in a two quarterback league, I could understand throwing him in there. Uh, you know, Tennessee beatable pass defense Mills, uh, accounted for three touchdowns last week. So, you know, playing decently right now, uh, you could do worse. Yeah, and I think that's also going to be a weird game because no Ryan Tannehill. So Malik Willis, bad. Uh, so uh, Davis Mills could get a lot of short fields, too. And with no Damian Pierce, they're going to be throwing more. So it's it's possible that he has one of those stupid, like, 210-yard, three-touchdown games just because he gets so many short fields. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, all right, your, uh, let's see, 4% running back, um, man. Let's see, four percent. That is, let's see, Josh Kelly because of Austin Eckler. No, that's not it. Yeah, that is it. Hey, we got there. He scored a touchdown last week. Right. He he's the clear number two running back. He gets some goal line touches here or there. If anything were to happen to Austin Eckler, he would take over a pretty big workload. So you know, in, in deeper leagues, not a bad stash. Yeah, and this is an insanely stupid. Okay. I'm going to talk to every single Austin Eckler manager right now. Austin Eckler plays on Monday Night Football, and we don't know if he's going to play. So your options are benching Austin Eckler on Sunday or picking up Josh Kelly today and knowing that you'll be fine for Monday. And he is 4% rostered, which means that Austin Eckler managers are asleep at the wheel because the profit that you took on Austin Eckler means you're probably still in the playoffs. That would be my guess, yeah. Yeah, so um, go pick him up right now if you're an Austin Eckler manager because uh, – oh, no, it's Saturday games this week. So either you have to make a decision on Saturday or you just pick him up now and then you can wait till Monday. Right. Um, so, uh, 
Yeah, let's see. And then your 2% wide receiver, uh, I'm just going to make the same guess I make every week. Alameda Zacchaeus, I don't know, even know if he's 2% rostered. It is not Alameda Zacchaeus. Walker loves Zachs. Mm-hmm. Picked up Zach Wilson and Zach Moss today. Uh, Rashid Shahid. Yes, it is Rashid Shahid. <clears throat> I mentioned Rashid Shahid earlier this year, and you, Mike, were like, no, he's garbage. Folks, well, he's good. He's fast. Yeah, he's fast, and they don't have anybody but Chris Olave to throw the ball to. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I mean, Jawan Johnson has become, like, the number two target in the passing game. That'll tell you how dire the situation is. Um. So, yeah, Shahid doesn't have a very big role. He only gets about three targets a game, but he is very good at beating a defense down the field for a 40-yard catch. So, yeah, you know, you can play him as, like, a speculative guy and have, you know, maybe you get, like, two for 65 and a touchdown. Yeah. And uh, 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 speed guy on the Saints, uh, I don't know why, but I have fallen in love with him twice in three years because also Deontay Hardy, same same kind of profile, big play guy. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, when you've got that, when you've got the the, the big arm of, of Andrew Dalton, you got to really <laughs> focus on those those downfield guys. Yeah, of course. I always wonder if, like, he went by Drew Dalton, if, like, his career would have gone differently. I, uh, no. Okay. 1%, uh, it's one of the Houston tight ends. That's correct. It is uh, Jordan Akins. It is Jordan Akins. Woo! Uh, scored a touchdown last week. Uh, dropped one the week before, I think, too. Yeah, he, he's been actually okay most of the season. Um, I think right now he's you know, pretty, pretty consistently a, like a fringe top 20 tight end option. So, you know, it's, again, if you play in a two tight end league, again, as we've said before, uh, stop doing that. But if you do, he's a fine tight end too. Um, and if you play in a really deep league, you could do worse as a streamer, but not a lot worse. Um, this one's a, this one's a stretch, but you know, he's okay. Yeah. I mean, I think he's okay is uh, exactly where you would land uh, with Jordan Akins. Like, oh, man, um, I need a tight end. I mean, I'm I'm in leagues where I'm, like, trying to decide between, like, Daniel Bellinger or, like, Isaiah Likely. I'm like, oh, boy, I'm just going to jump off a bridge. You know? Yeah, so, I mean, I would rather play – I would rather play Akins than either of those guys. Yeah, exactly, you know? Um, and that's why last week I went so hard. I was like, Jeff Driscoll, maybe, can we? And then I was like, you were like, no, please don't do that. And I'm glad I listened because he had like one point last week. Yeah. All right. Your stinky fart this week uh, in a squeaker. Stinky, stinky fart. Stinky fart. I'm, I'm renaming it stinky fart. No, your sneaky fart this week. Uh, DJ Moore going up against Detroit. Folks, he's yeah. back. DJ Moore. He's good uh, again. Yeah. <laughs> he's back because he's playing. Uh, the worst defense against uh, or the third worst defense against opposing receivers, worst defense against opposing quarterbacks. Um, yeah, he should get enough targets to, you know, have a pretty decent game. I would expect uh, something like what you saw from Garrett Wilson last week. Uh, you know, instead of four for 93, he'll have uh, five for 80 and he'll be decent. He'll be decent. Walker, we completely missed a milestone. Uh, what, what's that? Uh, last week, DJ Moore, five for 73 and a touchdown. Was it his fifth touchdown? It was his fifth touchdown. AV, let's go. Did he did it. it. We did it, everybody. Woo! DJ uh, Moore, fixed. <laughs> All better. DJ Moore, top 12 wide receiver again next year for some reason. Uh, uh, don't do that. Please, please don't do that. Uh, everybody will do it. Everybody that's not us will be like, DJ Moore, he'll be fixed by... Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, Matt Corral. <laughs> Matt Corral. Matt Ryan. What? <laughs> they could trade him. I guess. Uh, um, three-way trade. Let's see. Niners get Tommy Tremble. Uh, <laughs> Colts get uh, Brock Purdy. And uh, Panthers get uh, Matt Ryan. Done <laughs> and done. Three <laughs> studs. <laughs> makes makes no team better. <laughs> Who uh, uh, who says yes, folks? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to uh, Walker's ranks this week. So what we do is we go through the positions, talk about some guys that Walker is higher on, lower on, Walker's toughest rank, most surprising, uh, sneaky start or uh, stinky start, if I don't like it, 
and Walker's tough sit. Um, so quarterback you're higher on this week, Lamar Jackson, you have at six. Everybody else has at 21, Lamar Jackson going up against the Falcons. Sounds like you have faith that he'll play and everybody else is being a hedging little baby. Yeah. I mean, I rank as if like, if, if a guy is, you know, questionable, I'll rank him as if he's going to play until I, he's confirmed to be out, then I'll change it. But yeah, I mean, as of now, I mean, it, it, this is more just to say if Lamar Jackson plays against the Falcons, you should play him. Yeah, I would not um, worry about it. You know, so many people say like um, uh, the, uh, you know, um, him coming back, you know, is he going to be all right? There are certain players that once they're ready to go, you just throw them back in there. And I would say that Lamar Jackson is in that category. Yeah, I mean, we we went through this with Jamar Chase a couple weeks ago where he, you know, people were like, oh, I don't know. I mean, maybe Jamar Chase is more of a wide receiver three this week. And I was like, are you are you serious right now? <laughs> He's Jamar Chase. You're playing him. Yeah. And, you know, we saw that right away. Like, it was like, oh, no, he's actually he's fine. He's yeah. fine. Um, so, yeah, I would say if he plays, you start him. Um, you know, I have a lot of leagues where I have Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts and I'm still alive. And uh, I'm really hoping Lamar Jackson plays because I don't think mm. Jalen Hurts plays. <laughs> I wonder what one of those leagues could be. <laughs> I wonder. Perhaps it's in a league we're in together. <laughs> Where we are facing each other in the championship. Perhaps. All right. Um, another guy you're higher on than than other guys. I think it's a real game changer here. Andy Dalton, you have at 26. Everybody else, or 21. Everybody else has at 26. Uh, not scared by the weather, it seems. Andrew Dalton, I think uh, you could play him as a t- quarterback too if you were desperate. Uh, that that is the best you're going to get out of me. <laughs> uh, you're he is a quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> He's certainly going to be playing. He he will throw a football in theoretic in theory more than once. Uh, Davis Mills throw goat. We already talked about him. You have him at 25. Uh, ECR on him is 29. Yeah, who cares? Um, who cares? Uh, you can start him in your two quarterback leagues. Uh, uh, quarter- maybe. Uh, I would say. If you do not have Gardner Minshew. Yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah. Man alive, Russell Wilson, 23, Walker. Rough. Yeah, yeah. Rough. It's not good, is it? No, and uh, considering that I built my uh, home league around getting Russell Wilson at quarterback, um, I'm in the consolation bracket for some reason. <laughs> That's crazy how that works. Yeah. All right, uh, so Justin Herbert, you have at 10. This is a guy that you're lower on. Uh, ECR on him is four going up against the Indianapolis Colts. Um, Walker, what if it's the second half Indianapolis Colts last week and not the first half Indianapolis Colts last week? What what if the Colts played prevent defense the entire game against Justin (laughs) Herbert? What what if they were extremely stupid for an entire game? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. My dog does not like that idea. Uh, Um, (laughs) Yeah. And my wife is not home, so I am stuck with the dogs. All right. Um, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, you have at 18, ECR is 11. Why are people doing this? I, I don't know. It makes no sense to me. I, I what, what has he done? Do, not, do people not know that Aaron Rodgers sucks now? I, it's like, it's kind of seeming that way, you know. I, I have absolutely no understanding of what's going on here. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has done nothing this season. He hasn't scored 20 points at all. Uh, you know, last week or, you know, yeah, last week he scored 11 points. Um, he's throwing the ball like 30 times a game. I, I don't get it. I mean, I know the matchup's pretty good, but. I, I just he I hasn't don't taken get advantage it. of a good matchup yet this year. I mean, he just he's been a QB two all year. Yeah, I mean, he's he has been. Okay. Like people he's, think that he belongs in this, like this revered era area, but he's like, he's like Derek Carr, uh, Kirk cousins level this year. He's not even Kirk cousins. Oh boy. That's rough. Uh, all right. So yeah, don't start Aaron Rodgers in your one quarterback league. Don't be stupid. Uh, speaking of don't be stupid. Uh, Hey Walker, would you like to start Deshaun Watson in a monsoon? No, no, don't do it. Why do people have him 17? I don't know. He's been really bad, uh, and it's not going to be good weather at all. So, 
uh, I, I don't understand. Why, why would you even consider this? Yeah, this is a uh, do not do it. Like, don't even be like, maybe if this happens. No, just, just ignore, don't do it. It. ignore it. Ignore it. Ignore it. All right. Um, real easy. Uh, your ranks versus ECR. Because it's like, no, they're just being stupid. <laughs> That's all it comes down to. You know, like uh, your 17, Sam Darnold. I would start a thousand times out of a thousand over the consensus 17, Deshaun Watson. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not like Sam Darnold's any good, but he's not going to be playing in a monsoon and his matchup is a lot better. Yeah. And he's actually shown something this year. I'm sure he has a game with multiple touchdowns, which is more than Deshaun Watson can say. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, your your toughest rank this week, we already talked about Trevor Lawrence. Your most surprising is Geno Smith at five against Kansas City. No Tyler Lockett. Is that what makes it so surprising that you still like him? Uh, I guess. And, uh, because I've kind of been a Geno Smith, uh, pessimist, I suppose most of the year uh, there is. So, uh, th- have you ever listened to the Doughboys podcast? I have listened to one episode. Okay. So food that they don't like, they describe as being a skeptic. So it'll be like, I am a, uh, pineapple on pizza skeptic. So you are a Geno Smith skeptic. That's, that's correct. I, I don't really think Geno Smith is that good still. But he throws the ball quite a bit. He throws for multiple touchdowns a lot. And Kansas City gives up a lot of points. So yeah. I, you know, they just, like I said, they just gave up three touchdowns at Davis Mills last week. Uh, I think Geno Smith is a must start this week. I think that that is correct. And um, yeah, he's he's been that most of the year, except in bad matchups. And I think because he is Geno Smith, people are like, uh-oh. It's like, nah, he's fine. He just can't do well in bad matchups, and that's R- not what this R- is. Ro ro Reggie. You can't Reno 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 Riff. <laughs> All right. Uh sneaky start this week. Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones going up against Minnesota. Uh Minnesota pass defense. Awful. Sucks. Yeah. And um, Dan- Daniel Jones. Uh yeah, he's a quarterback in the NFL. He's fine. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. Walker. Come on. Let's fact let's fact check things. Okay, 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 okay. Let me look up. Let me look that up. Daniel Jones, quarterback. I'm on football reference. Uh, all right, yeah, no, he is. Okay. All right, cool. Yeah. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. so, been in the league for four years? Four years, yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Huh, Daniel Jones, really? Is he yeah. any good? Uh, no, not really. Okay. Um, he's good at, like, two things, which are running and not turning the ball over. Um, what? Which, <laughs> which leads to pretty decent fantasy success. Um, he's been like between quarterback 12 and 16 a ton this season. And mm-hmm. in a really good matchup, I think that he'll be a top 12 option. Yeah. But yeah, in actual stuff, you know, he has cleaned up the, the turnovers this year. You know, he has four picks. Um, you know, that's a, an interception rate of 1%, which is like beyond elite. Yeah, that's incredibly good, especially for a guy who. Uh, previously was not nearly as good at that. Yeah, he was double. His career is two. So he's throwing half as many uh, picks as you would expect. And his fumbles have gotten cleaned up. That was, I remember when he first started, that was his problem. Like he had like five fumbles in four games to start his career or something bonkers. Constantly fumbling. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And he only has, uh, he's only lost three this year. So it's also the offensive line has improved a lot. Yeah. It's, it's easier to not fumble when you're not taking hits. All right, I was filibustering because, Walker, this is the last person you're going to be able to talk about on this podcast forever. You say to sit Brock Purdy? Yes. Uh, did you see the Pro Bowls rosters? Uh, biggest snub, Brock Purdy? <laughs> but yeah, Brock Purdy, who has played, uh, he started three games. Uh, uh, he belongs in the Pro Bowl. No, he has actually started two games. Okay, he won, yeah, he came in on an injury. But, Walker, all right, let's do this. Parate this these uh, passing numbers out. Thirty four touchdowns, six picks. Let's go. Uh huh. <laughs> no, he's playing Washington. Washington's a good defense. Uh, Niners are probably going to run the ball a lot. Yeah, he hasn't played a good defense yet, and uh, he's thrown for a maximum of two hundred and seventeen yards. Uh, his current over under on sleeper is two hundred and eighteen point five. If you want to hammer the under. Yeah, I would hammer the under. Um, 
and let me see. Actually, not for not for any sort of uh, personal reasons. Let's see what the weather is going to be like in Santa Clara this weekend. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, Jeff. Why would you want to know that? I don't know. Saturday, 63 and sunny, so he'll be all right from in that regard. Yeah, I just think they're going to pound the rock a ton. This is going to be one of those games where Jordan Mason gets like 12 carries, uh, Christian McCaffrey gets like 23, and the game's over two hours and 50 minutes, and everybody goes home. So yeah, it's going to be uh, 49ers 24, Washington 13. Yep, and uh, Taylor Heineke will uh, cry on the sidelines again, probably. Yeah, uh, is he a chud? I remember something going around about yes, him being he's a, a chud. chud. Okay, yeah. boo, get him out of here. More like Taylor Heine, Heine, Taylor Heine, because you're a butt. Yeah, he's he's clip so that, Jamie, clip that, send it to him. <laughs> We're DMing that to Taylor Heineke. Yeah, more like t- Taylor Heine, and he'd be like, "Oh my God, I've never heard that before." He's just devastated. All right, running backs. Running back you're higher on. David Montgomery, you have at 16. ECRS 21 going up against Buffalo. You do not fear the Buffalo Bills, uh, probably because Raheem Mostert did whatever he wanted on the ground against them last week. That's right. And ever since Khalil Herbert got hurt, uh, David Montgomery has been RB 6, 21, 12, and 6. Uh, why would he be as low as, you know, people are projecting that against Buffalo, a team that just showed they're not very good at stopping the run right now. Um, that he's going to have tied for his worst performance since he became the unquestioned starter again. I don't understand that. I think he's a rock-solid RB2. Yeah, and Cleo Herbert did get activated from IR or will get activated, but I doubt he plays more than 15 snaps. He's not going to be... They're going to work him back in, and plus they don't want to get him hurt long-term because he's a part of their long-term plans. Yeah, exactly. I think they're just going to get him in there to get get him hit a few times so that he remembers what it's like going into the offseason. Um, so yeah, I would definitely say David Montgomery's a must start Rashad white. You have at 21 ECR on him is 26. He's going up against the Cardinals. Uh, Cardinals stink. Yeah, they're bad. So yeah, I would start Rashad white, uh, this week, um, as an RB two, not a flex like you have him. Yeah. I mean, he, he had a bad game last week against a good Cincinnati defense, but the week before that was RB 21 against San Francisco. The week before that was RB 10 against new Orleans. So uh, I, I think this is more of a blip than a uh, concerning sign of things to come. I think he gets back on track against Arizona. Yeah, especially because I, I think, yeah, what happened last week was just, like you said, a blip. Because, um, you know, if he's RB21 against the Niners running back defense, then he will definitely be at least RB21 against the Cardinals uh, defense. Yeah, all that happened last week was he didn't get the targets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all that happened. I mean, before that, nine, eight, five targets. I will take that every day of the week. All right. Uh, another running back you're higher on. Jamal Williams, you have at 23. Everybody else has him at 29. He's going up against the Carolina Panthers. Um, the sky is falling because he didn't score a touchdown for like two straight games. Yeah, it's the first time this season that he's had back-to-back games without a touchdown, but he's still getting double-digit carries every week. And Carolina is not a particularly good run defense, and they are a better pass defense than they are a run defense. Um, I would expect Jamal to get back in the end zone this week. Um, he also would have gotten the end zone last week if it weren't for a phantom holding call. Yeah. Uh, Walker was in a bad mood during that most of that game. Yes. <laughs> yes, I was. Uh, because the refs were not good. They were not. Yeah, I was that that was instead of red zone. That was the other game that I was watching because it wasn't in my local market. And I would be like, oh, that's questionable. And then I would go on Twitter and Walker would be like, what is what is going on? This is ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah, I said I was going to redacted a referee (laughs) Uh, in the game, in the game. Yeah, parody in the metaverse. (laughs) (laughs) This referee will have no legs. Oh, all right. Um, running back, you're lower on this week. James Connor, uh, you have him at RB17. ECR on him is 11. I do not understand the 11 because uh, full James Connor is like 14 for 60 and maybe gets a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, he's been good lately, but, uh, you know, basically ever since they got rid of, you know, Benjamin, he's been playing an insane amount of snaps. I don't know if that will continue. And I can't imagine that Trace McSorley starting is a good thing for James Conner. McSorley is famous for just hucking the ball all over the place and, you know, not really caring where it ends up. 
So I think he's actually going to be like okay for the downfield receivers and really bad for the underneath options. You know, Trey McBride's not going to do anything. James Conner's not going to catch very many passes. Uh, they're going to load the box. I, you know, yeah, he's he's still a startable option because he plays a ton of snaps. He gets a lot of carries, but I don't think this is going to be a ceiling game for James Conner. No, and I mean, you're you have all of that preface as to why you don't like him, and he's still 17. Like, right. I mean, like I said, you, you're you're playing him. I'm just saying, I I I don't understand why he's being lauded as this RB one. It's like I, I get that he's been good lately, but I mean, Tampa Bay's a really good run defense. The you know the uh, Tampa's not going to respect t- Trace McSorley in the passing game. So, and it's less likely he gets dump offs from McSorley than he would yeah. from Colt McCoy. Yeah, and they're 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 gonna put it with McSorley. They're just gonna put eleven in the box. They're really like, yeah, dude, try try throwing it. Good luck. You're not gonna you're not gonna complete it. Um, yeah, you have him behind. Uh, just to give the people at home an idea, you have James Conner behind Dave Montgomery, Zeke Elliott, Ken Walker. Now they're saying I heard on the way home Ken Walker might not play, so we got to monitor that. Joe Mixon. Uh, I would start all those guys over James Conner. I agree. Um. Now is where people are going to get mad at you, Walker. Back-to-back yeah. RB1, uh, Jarek McKinnon. You have him at 19, ECRNM is 13, going with a good matchup against the Seattle Seahawks. You hate him. Walker, you hate him. Yeah, I, I don't think that he's going to keep scoring multiple touchdowns every week, uh, considering he has done that twice this season, um, and it was the last two weeks. He had two touchdowns all year prior to the last two weeks and now all of a sudden he's just scoring all the time uh seems unsustainable to me yeah i mean he he has been doing amazing but at the same time he was rb1 last week because they went to overtime call me crazy i do not think that seattle kc is going to overtime yeah i mean obviously we didn't think houston kc was going to overtime either but houston at least was is was by far the worst team against running backs and is also really good against the pass yeah so it was kind of predictable that Jarrett mckinnon would do well seattle is bad against the run yes but they're not bad against the pass and <laughs> jeff just gave me hearts on this i did not off. mean to <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Seattle is bad against the run, but McKinnon is not really the primary running back. You know, last week, the overtime winner was his first rushing touchdown of the season. It was also the first time he got 10 carries in a game. I don't expect him to get double-digit carries in this game. I don't expect him to be nearly as effective in, in the passing game as he has been the past two weeks. I still think you can play him because, again, it is a very good matchup, and he is going to get thrown to, but... I can't imagine having him as a, you know, fringe RB1. You know, he, he's going to get like a dozen touches. Yeah, I, I can't imagine putting him above like Zeke Elliott, who has a touchdown, in, I think, six straight games. Right. So it's like, you know, uh, McKinnon's upside is getting that touchdown. And, um, you know, you have him ahead of Isaiah Pacheco, which makes sense because Pacheco is getting a lot of carries, but he's just not scoring touchdowns and getting catches. And I think that... Um, you know, he can take advantage of this, uh, this matchup as much or more than McKinnon. Um, so, uh, Zeke, uh, Zeke actually has touchdowns in his last seven games, seven games. Good God. I, sh- I shortchanged the man. I'm so sorry, Zeke. Uh, why, if you're mad about it, why don't you go jump into a bell into a big pot? Yep. That's right. That's right. Uh, God, he's, he's going, Ezekiel Elliott is getting cooked up by a witch. <laughs> uh, Getting uh, t- tied uh, to a stake while she cuts carrots and potatoes yes. into the into the boiling pot. All right, uh, running back your lower on Travis Etienne. We already talked about him. Toughest rank this week: Zach Moss going up against the Chargers. Uh, you have him one spot ahead of Deion Jackson. Uh, somebody DM'd me this week and asked, uh, "Should I add Zach Moss or Deion Jackson?" And I was like, "That's a good question." Yeah, it's Moss got a lot of work. Last yeah. week when the Colts were trying and failing to salt the game away, um, 24 carries for 81 yards and also one target that did not result in a catch. He's going to be the primary ground option against a run defense that is really bad. So I think that there's a really good chance he gets in the end zone. I don't expect him to be very efficient anyway because he's bad at football, but yep. 
he'll get enough work that I think he's a flex option. Yeah, so he he ran the ball 24 times last week, and they lost the biggest uh, margin of victory, or the biggest biggest comeback ever. Yes. So you'd have to think that maybe the Colts go, maybe that had something to do with it. Because if you're giving him the ball 24 times at, what, like three, less than three and a half yards per carry? Yeah. I mean, you're not making first downs. You're not running the clock out. Like, giving the balls to Zach Moss 24 times was a reason they lost. So, you know, Deion Jackson is a better football player. Um, Mm -hmm. But he only touched the ball, like, 12 times last week. So it's like, it's hard to get away from Zach Moss, even though he sucks. Yeah, I mean, for some reason, they don't seem to think that Deion Jackson, who is 218 pounds, can handle a full workload. I, I don't really know why that's the case. He's built for it. He's six feet tall, 218 pounds. There's no reason why he can't, but they don't use him like that. Um, they use him as a change of pace guy. So, but yeah, I would expect Moss to have something in like the 16 carries for 60 yards and a touchdown. And that's it. And yeah. then uh, Deion Jackson to have like 12 carries for 50 yards and a couple of catches for 20 yards. Yeah. And I think those catches is, are what, are going to separate Deion Jackson from Zach Moss if Zach Moss doesn't score that touchdown, but he has the higher chance of scoring the touchdown. Um, and while we're talking about this, your most surprising is Deion Jackson at 29. Did you expect him to be higher or lower? Uh, lower. I, I lower. yeah, I, I just, you know, I ended up with him there. I think both of them are decent flex options because the chargers are bad at stopping the run and decent at stopping the pass. And the Colts are going to want to grind the game out and, not allow the Chargers offense to touch the ball as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, one thing we forgot to mention is that it will not be Matt Ryan at quarterback this week. Oh, it won't? No. Oh, you didn't see that? It's Nick Foles time, baby. Oh, okay. They're benching Matt Ryan. I completely forgot about that. They're benching uh, Matt Ryan again. Yep. Uh, you know what that means? Uh, Matt Ryan, uh, to quote the immortal Danny DeVito, uh, Matt Ryan, retire, bitch. That's right. Because um, because your team doesn't want you. A guy who was a color commentator a month ago said, mm, let's try a different quarterback. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yikes. All right. Um, sneaky start this week. Jamal Williams, you already talked about that. It's going to score a touchdown. That's right. The, the Walker Kelly guarantee. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I'm guaranteeing Jamal Williams gets in the end zone. Yeah. Well, he'll get in the end zone. It's just a question of if he scores a touchdown, like if he has the football while he's in the end zone. Mm. Tough it. J.K. Dobbins uh, going up against the Atlanta Falcons. Um, he's not back to being J.K. Dobbins yet. No, he's been incredibly efficient. Um, he had a huge gain against Pittsburgh that uh, raised his average a ton. And Cleveland is god awful at stopping the run. So he's been uber efficient the last two weeks. Atlanta is much better than Cleveland at stopping the run. J.K. Dobbins still hasn't played more than 50% of snaps in a game this season. Um, He doesn't quite look as explosive as he used to. He doesn't catch passes. Um, He has scored two touchdowns this season. I I just don't think that his current rate is sustainable. I, I, I would find a better option. Yeah, he's just, um, He's just put him on the shelf uh, till next season if you can help it because uh, he has kind of been fool's gold the last uh, last two games. And, you know, you mentioned that run against Pittsburgh. That's the one that classic J.K. Dobbins would have finished. But because he's not, it, he got tackled after like 40 yards instead of scoring a like 60 yard touchdown. So um, how, many, uh, how many targets do you think J.K. Dobbins has this season? Five. Seven. Ah. Uh, I went from 11 to 5. I don't know if people heard that. I went 11. All right. So, yeah, uh, he does not get targets, folks. Um, So uh, but you can rank him inside your top 12 in the preseason ranks, but you can't rank Ken Walker high because he doesn't get catches. Hmm. Interesting thought process there. Fantasy football Twitter. Weird how that uh, doesn't work. Yeah. All right. Uh, Let's talk some wide receivers. some wide receivers you're higher on. DeAndre Hopkins, you have at seven, ECRs 13. Uh, man, you do not fear Trace McSorley at all. No, no, I don't think he's I don't think he's any worse than Colt McCoy. Entirely fair. <laughs> okay. I also think he's going to chuck the ball around. Um, yeah. And I think he will 
understand that his bread is buttered with uh, the two guys that are good, and he will just chuck the ball toward them a bunch of times. Um, DeAndre Hopkins has played in one, two, three, four, five, eight games this year. He has received double digit targets in six of those. Mm-hmm. Um, he's on a per game average, a top six receiver on the season. Uh, Tampa Bay is a good matchup for opposing wide receivers. I know the quarterback's bad, but I mean, it's DeAndre Hopkins. Are you really going to bench him in the fantasy semis? Yeah. And the quarterback's bad. And one thing we haven't really talked about is Rondale Moore went on IR. So it's like, and and no Zach Ertz, so it's what, two guys to catch passes there? Right, I mean, they, they've they actually been throwing the ball to Robbie Anderson the last two weeks, which shows you how desperate they are to get the ball to somebody. I mean, it. DeAndre Hopkins has 11 targets and seven catches the last two weeks. It's just that he hasn't scored a touchdown, so he hasn't, you know, he he hasn't been producing big-time outputs, but he's still got the role of a top fantasy receiver and he's still got the talent of a top fantasy receiver. Yeah. And, um, you know, when you're, when you're three and four, Robbie Anderson and AJ green, you don't have a three and four. Right. So, all right. Uh, Amari Cooper, you have at 17 ECRs, 28. Um, again, Walker does not fear the weather going up against the new Orleans saints. I think that that's correct because I think it's going to be a lot of, uh, uh, more catchable balls that the weather won't affect for Amari Cooper. Yeah, I mean, uh, Cooper, again, he's been a lot better at home this season than he has been on the road. Um, New Orleans is an okay pass defense. They're not super scary, but they're not bad. Um, You know, Cooper on the season is wide receiver 13. He has gotten at least six targets in all but three games this year. Um, You know, so that's 11 out of 14. He's played at least 73% of snaps in every game. I don't really understand why, you know, I know he has had a rough stretch lately but he's still a really good player with a super high ceiling. Yeah, I think it's just the switch over to Deshaun Watson has a lot of people spooked, um, especially because Deshaun Watson has gone to DPJ more. But this isn't a game where DPJ is going to thrive. This is a game where he's going to go back to bread and butter Amari Cooper because the downfield passes are not going to work in this game. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I think it'll be, uh, you know, uh, get it up to Amari Cooper. Let him do the hard part. Yeah, you'll see like Amari Cooper, seven catches for 65 yards and maybe a touchdown. Yeah, and you're going to see DPJ like uh, eight targets, like 115 air yards and like two catches for 23 yards. Yeah, you just got to hope he scores. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, um, all right, third guy you're higher on this week than ECR. Brandon A, you you have a 20, ECR is 30. uh, uh, It's because you love BCV. You have... No, you don't love Big Cock Brock. Uh, Brandon Ayuk at 20 against Washington. Curious what makes you have him so high. Uh, Washington's defense is very good against running backs, very good against tight ends, and very average against receivers. So I think that Kyle Shanahan does a good job of targeting the most vulnerable matchup among Mm -hmm. the options he's got. And I think that in the passing game, Brandon Ayuk will be uh, featured a lot more this week than he was last week when they played a Seattle team that was awful against running backs and tight ends, but really good against receivers. So they just kind of ignored him. And uh, this week, I just expect him to be a much more focal point of the offense. Yeah. And a few years ago, I mean, it was probably Mike McDaniel given the quote I've mentioned it a couple times, you know, a Niners offensive uh, staffer said Kyle Shanahan every week, what he does is he picks one guy and he figures out how to ruin his day. And that's that's what they'll do. They find the weak spot and they're just like, all right, we're going to ruin this guy's day. And um, so you think that that'll be the uh, the pass defense with uh, Brandon Ayuk. Um, Wide receiver, you're lower on this week. Mike Williams, you have at 25 ECR 15. Uh, They're going up against the Colts. Uh, Justin Herbert, uh, lots of yards, not a lot of touchdowns uh, last week. And so you think that there might be a continuation of that? Yeah, I mean, Mike Williams had four for 67 last week. The week before that, he had a huge game, but he only had six targets. He just caught all of them, and a lot of them were downfield. Indy is a good defense against opposing receivers. Um, I just don't expect him to be particularly efficient this week. Yeah, and, um, you know, Mike Williams is definitely one of those guys that you 100% uh, play the matchups because – you know, he doesn't have that Amari Cooper game that we talked about in him. He is, you know, four for 80 or two for 40. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
All right, T. Higgins, you are lower on than everybody else. You have him at 23. Everybody else has him at 16. T. Higgins gone up against uh, the Patriots. I just think 16 is too high for T. Higgins, flat out, period. That's, that's what it comes down to, regardless of matchup. Yeah, I mean, the last two games, he's played a full snap share. He's been 30 and 21. Um, he's only been a top 12 receiver three times this year. He is playing a tough matchup in New England. So I, I just think the number two receiver uh, in an offense, albeit a very good passing offense, playing a tough defense, I think is a low end wide receiver, too. Yeah, I mean, that's that's entirely fair. Christian Watson Walker. Christian Watson did not score a touchdown last week, so you so you plummeted him in the ranks. Uh, you have uh, him at thirty. Yeah, I mean, I I just this is what you can expect from him. He's going to get about six targets. He's going to catch three or four passes, and you're just going to hope have to hope he scores a touchdown. And we were telling you over and over again that his touchdown production was unsustainable. Um, he's still a wide receiver three in a good matchup against Miami, but. You can't expect him to go off every week. Yeah. I mean, we called him fancy MVS because, um, you know, he when he doesn't do well, or when he doesn't score touchdowns, you can't expect any sort of sustained production. Um, you know, four, a four for 46 last week is meh, whatever. All right. Uh, Miami and then Minnesota to finish out the year. So don't go dropping Christian Watson if you're not starting him this week. That's one thing, too, is some people might be like, well, I'm not going to start this guy this week. Should I go out and drop him? Probably no. not. Yeah. All right. Toughest rank. You've got Jerry Judy at 18 going up against the Rams. Uh, is Russ back this week? I believe he is. He's supposed to be. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he'll clear the concussion protocol and there's no way they're going to bench him for Brett Rippon. So, um, yeah, Wilson will be back. Uh, the last time Jerry Judy played a game with Russell Wilson, he was the wide receiver one. Uh, it was also against a really bad Kansas City pass defense. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Um, you don't expect a guy to score three touchdowns every week, but um, nine targets and eight targets the last two games. The Rams are a vulnerable pass defense. But Jerry Judy's been really inconsistent this season, and he hasn't really produced consistently his entire career. So, um, a good player that I think you can expect to beat man coverage. Um, and I think he's the pretty clear number one receiver in the offense right now. Um, the Broncos offense is still not good, but it has improved the last few weeks. So it, tough to find the kind of a stasis for Jerry Judy where it's like, you know, he's got top 12 upside, but he's also got outside the top 36 downside. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I ended up with putting him right in the middle of the wide receiver two ranks and calling it good. Yeah, I think that that's 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 the perfect punt where it's like, uh, you know, you have him at 18, but it's like he's going to be eight or 38. It feels like. Right. Yeah. So. All right. Um, Your toughest. Oh, I'm sorry. Your most surprising rank this week. Mac Hollins at 31 uh, going up against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Are you coming around on Mac Hollins, Walker? Kind of. Yeah, I kind of am. I mean, Mac Hollins has gotten at least five targets in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games this season. Uh, he's been a top 30 receiver four times uh, in the last nine weeks. Or, and, uh, you know, he did have a wide receiver two game earlier this year. Pittsburgh is not a bad matchup at all for opposing receivers. Mm -hmm. uh, very, very juicy matchup. And the Raiders, when they throw the ball, they throw it to Devontae Adams and then Mac Hollins. Um, there was also the interesting wrinkle of two weeks ago, they gave him three carries. They didn't do that at all last week against New England, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if they got back into that this week. I think Mac Hollins is a decent wide receiver three play. Yeah. Um, I mean, we talked about it last week where they, they don't go any deeper than Mac Hollins in the passing game. Uh, no. This week, they, I mean, Darren Waller came back, so that was mitigated a little bit. But in terms of receivers, they don't go any deeper than him. Uh, your sneaky start this week, Zay Jones, we already talked about him. Tough sit, Jacoby Myers, you have him at 34 against Cincy. I, he apparently is in the concussion protocol. I had no idea about that until today. Because uh, he got a concussion on that game, on that last play where uh, Mac Jones got put into the earth. Oh, yeah, well, I wasn't aware of that, but uh, I... I I would not like to start him anyway. Um, Bill Belichick is notoriously a weird, vindictive guy. Um, and I 
would expect Myers to kind of take a back seat in the offense this week. Um, I still think he's the best receiver on the team and he will be, you know, as long as he's healthy, he'll be out there and playing, but Cincinnati is a bad matchup and I would expect them to run less plays for him because of the stupid mistake that he made last week. So, um, I, I just, I, I would look for a different option. Yeah. Not only a stupid mistake, probably one of the worst mistakes in the last decade. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's right up there with the butt fumble and then the uh, Indianapolis fake. <laughs> That's what I was thinking of, the three guys. Because that was a worse mistake because they were not supposed to snap the football. Right. <laughs> uh, poor Jacoby Myers just got caught up in the moment because Ramondre Stevenson lateraled. And he was like, wait, we're supposed to be lateraling this? And right. just, just got caught up in the moment. So um, ironically, it would have been better for everybody if he had just gone down. Um, Mac Jones wouldn't been wouldn't have been digging his way out from the center of the earth. All right, let's talk tight ends. Chigakonkwo, you are higher on Chigakonkwo than consensus. You have him at nine. ECR is fourteen. Um, going up against Houston, you are not afraid of no Malik Willis. Not right now, no. I mean, I Okonkwo has been a top fifteen tight end all three of the last three weeks. At least five targets in all all of the last four games. Um, he's catching a high percentage of his targets. He is very good after the catch. Houston is not good at stopping tight ends and very good at stopping receivers. So the best bet to gain yardage in the pass game is to the tight ends here. Um, I think everything sets up for a Conquo to continue to be successful. Yeah, I mean, uh, we love Chig, folks. Chig, 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 Chig. Yeah, uh, I still think one of my favorite tweets was a Bill Nye the Science Guy voice. Chig, 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 Chig. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Uh, hate crime Higby. You have at 12 ECRs, 18. He scored a touchdown last week, folks. He's back. Uh, yeah, Denver, not very good against tight ends and extremely good against like every other position on defense. So I think Sean McVay is smart enough to give Baker Mayfield a lot of throws to Tyler Higby um, because how the hell else are they going to score points against Denver? Yeah, I mean, that's that's really how the hell else are they going to score points against Denver. That's the question that the answer is it that leads you to Tyler Higby because it's not like who's good who has a lot of opportunity it's like the hell else are they supposed to do um Dallas Goddard you have at five everybody else is at 23 uh they're cowards that's all this comes down to because if he plays he's top five right he's been activated from injured reserve I would expect him to play this week uh he is really good you know he's been top 14 all but one week and I know that the one week he wasn't was against Dallas but you know, I, I figure that Gardner Minshew is going to rely a lot on tossing it downfield to A.J. Brown and throwing dump offs to uh, Dallas Goddard. Yeah, and that that's really what it's going to come down to that will uh, uh, buoy Dallas Goddard's production. Um, one thing I was going to ask that for when we were in the wide receivers, that I forgot to ask is uh, how are you feeling about Devonta Smith this week with Gardner Minshew under center? I really don't care for him, honestly. Um, I have him at 28. Mm hmm. I I think with Dallas Goddard coming back and with a significant downgrade at quarterback, I would rather try to find a different option. If you're backed into starting him, I don't think he'll be useless or anything like that. I still think he's a wide receiver three, but I mean, like I like Brandon Ayuk better. Uh, I like Chris Olave better. Uh, I would even start Zay Jones over him. Even T Higgins, the guy that we're like, he's fine. Yeah, he's all right. Yeah, you would start him over. Uh, uh, Devonta Smith. All right. Uh, tight ends, you're lower on Dalton Schultz. You have it 17 ECR is five. I think people are not accounting for the Philadelphia Eagles of it all in their ranks. And also he's taking a backseat to CD lamb, like fully. Yeah. He's been very inconsistent. I mean, the last six weeks, three, 20, one, 20, four, 37. Uh, he's not consistently getting targets. He's not consistently scoring touchdowns. Philly is a very bad matchup. I I don't see where Schultz is going to have a great game here. Yeah, and uh, you hear that, Joburg? Uh, I won the Derek Carr for Dalton Schultz trade, and I promptly dropped Derek Carr the next week. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not, yeah. Uh, that was a, uh, I needed to get a tight end off my roster, and he needed to get a quarterback off his roster. And we were like, well, swapsies? Swapsies? Yeah. Right. Um, 
All right, so uh, Darren Waller, you have it 15. ECR is six. Darren Waller going up against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, is this a matchup thing? Is this you don't think he's going to get targets? Is this a he saved your ass last week because he got a touchdown, but he really wasn't all that involved thing? That's the thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, no. he, he <laughs> had three targets and he didn't yeah. even play 50% of snaps. He just played a pretty leaky tight end defense in the Patriots and scored a touchdown. I don't think he's going to score a touchdown this week against a much better Pittsburgh defense against tight ends, especially since Pittsburgh's defense is bad against receivers. I would expect Mac Hollins to be the number two target, not Darren Waller. Yeah. And if you take out the game where he got hurt after eight snaps, um, he scored touchdowns in two of his five games, but those two games were Arizona and New England. So it's like everybody scores touchdowns against those two teams. So hasn't really been there this year. Um, just kind of a lost season for Darren Waller. I'm very curious about where he ends up ranked next year in the consensus. Um, yeah. T- yeah, because he could be outside the top five, honestly. He will, certainly won't be in my top five. Yeah, and uh, that could be a good value depending on how far he slides uh, in drafts. All right, uh, Greg Dulcich, you have at 18. Uh, ECR on him is 11, going up against uh, the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, people need to realize Greg Dulcich has not been good. Um, no. He has been inconsistent. He started off hot, and then he's been okay. Yeah, I mean, he's he started off hot, and then since the bye week, he's played six games, and he has one performance of double-digit fantasy points. Uh, and one performance of top 12 tight end. Uh, this is not a particularly good matchup against the Rams either. It's very average. I would not be starting Greg Dulcich. 11, 30, 11, 85, 42, 11. Those are his yardage totals since the bye. Yeah, that's not great. 11 yards three times is, I don't know why, but that's really getting to me. Like, it's bothering me. Stop Seven. it. Seven 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 ninety three eleven eleven eleven. Did you just activate uh, my sleeper code? No, it's uh, you. Have you ever heard the song seven 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 ninety three eleven? I can't say that I have seven 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 ninety three eleven. It's by the time. No, I have not heard. Well, you huh. need to listen to that song. Oh yeah, seven 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 ninety three eleven. Oh, the time from Morris Day in the time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. I will listen yeah. to that. All, all the synths on this song were done by Prince. Nice. Uh, I, I have heard of him. <laughs> have you seen this? Have you heard about this, Prince? Uh, Prince. <laughs> you seen this? You heard about this? Uh, Prince. Uh, the Purple Rain guy? Prince. There we go. Prince. Prince. Uh, all right. Toughest rank. Uh, Juwan Johnson. Uh, you have it 13 uh, going up against Cleveland. Uh, bad weather. Uh, scores lots of touchdowns. Um, yeah, I'm curious if more went into that rank than that. It's just a tough one because he the last four games that he's played a full snap share, he's been a top eight tight end. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also scored at least one touchdown in all of those games. But he does tend to get thrown to a lot in the red zone. It's just that, again, it's bad weather and Cleveland is not the uh, you know, not a friendly tight end matchup. It's just tough to put a lot more guys ahead of him because Juwan Johnson is tight end nine on the season. Yeah, it's it's so funny how like uh, a handful of good games can make somebody a top 10 tight end. Like Evan Ingram's like tight end, what, like six, four, four off of like a handful of good games. Yeah, he said like yeah. three. He said like three good games and he's tight end four. Yeah, this is why fantasy Twitter goes crazy about tight ends. They're like, you can't predict them. This is ridiculous. It's like, no, you can predict them. You just don't want to. Um, all right, Hayden Hurst, sneaky start this week. Uh, see, notice how I didn't call him a, sne- a stinky start, because I think that I can agree here. Hayden Hurst against the New England Patriots, you described as leaky. Right, yeah, not, not great against tight ends. Uh, Hayden Hurst has been pretty decent when he's played this season. Um, been out the last two weeks, but he li- got a limited practice in today. Uh, he's preparing as if he's going to play again, New England, not a very good tight end defense and a very good wide receiver defense. So I think there will be opportunities for Hayden Hurst to make hay in this game. Wow. That pun was so bad that it Hurst, folks. <laughs> All right. Your tough set this week, Darren Waller. We already talked about him. Um, Question, why is Kate Otten so low? Uh, because he doesn't really get many targets. But it's the Cardinals. 
Yeah, the Cardinals actually shut down Greg Dulcich last week. Oh, no, not superstar think, Greg Dulcich. Well, it's not like Kate Otten is better than Greg Dulcich. That's fair. He had one target last week. Yeah. All right, let me ask you this. Cream Hunt doesn't uh, – there's rumors that uh, Nick Chubb might not play this weekend. If Nick Chubb does not play, where would you put Kareem Hunt, who you have at 43? Um, let's see here. Probably. I have a, I have a correct answer. I would put him, well, I have Chubb at nine. I would put him at 10. Oh, wow. All right. Well, my correct answer is between uh, Jamal Williams and Leonard Fournette. Ugh, no. I would put him much higher than that. I would I mean, not. He'd be getting like 20 touches automatically. Yeah, I guess I didn't account for the weather. I just, I don't know. Cream Hunt has sucked, and I saw the Saints defense up. Uh, up close and personal, and they are good up front. They are really good up front. So that's I just would, would worry about what his rushing would look like. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think that'll do it then for this week's episode of the Football Absurdity uh, Ranking Show. We will be back tomorrow because we have Saturday games this weekend. So we'll be doing our, our uh, usual Friday show a day early. Uh, so we might be short on some information. We will definitely be short some information about Thursday Night Football because we'll be recording it while it happens. So it would be weird for us to have all the information on it. Um, but yeah, Walker, Mike, and I will be back tomorrow. And uh, thanks for listening. Take care and have a good one. Uh, if you want to yell at Jeff about uh, oh, yeah. rankings, his he is at uh, um, he is at uh, Herm's NFL. Get up! Get up!